Welcome to Bar Talk. I'm your host, Robert Hill, Artistic Director of the Orlando Ballet. And I am very, very fortunate to have this amazing guest today. Dancer, performer, choreographer, internationally renowned, all around great guy, Abdur Rahim Jackson. Hey, Abdur, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Robert, I'm thrilled, honored, and, you know, elated to be here, you know, um, as a part of your bar talk. So thank you for having me. Of course. And how, how are you? Are, you're in New York City, right? Yes, I'm back yeah. in New York. Yes. Yeah. Um, How's that going? Um, well, I just got back here um, January, not January, July 31st from London because I was living there for about um, a year and a half, a little bit more, working as rehearsal director at, at Rambert. Oh. Swan Fair, he's the new artistic director there. So, um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Wow. Fantastic. So that was a great experience living there um, for that amount of time on tour, mainly working with the second company, the new company. Mm -hmm. And when they would have time off, I would work with the first company as well, you know, run different things, teach them classes. Mm -hmm. uh, so back in New York, when you travel now, you have to do 14 days of quarantine. Right. So that ended on the 14th, and I went out on the 15th to get all the gadgets for my class, the Apple TV wire, um, to get those things. And then other than that, I've only been out two more times. <laughs> so I've just been in-house, in just teaching and um, emailing. So. But going out for the occasional trip to the store or something like that? Yesterday, I made myself do it, but ordering it ordering in has been so wonderful. <laughs> wow, my gosh, so good for you. Well, I'm glad that you're well. Olivia's well? Yes, she's well too. She Fantastic. On her Zoom classes as well. Fantastic. Okay, so let, let's just do this. Bachelor degree of fine arts from the Juilliard School, principal dancer for a decade at the Alvin uh, Ailey American Dance Theater. Broadway debut in The Soul Doctor, has created ballets for Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, Complexions Contemporary Ballet, Orlando Ballet, uh, was uh, 2013, I think it was, you were here with us. So it's really fantastic to, to see you and talk with you again now. Um, and you choreographed uh, for Beyonce, Halo, um, uh, and, and something that she did at the halftime show. I mean, the list goes on. How, how, for, Okay, so you work with Beyonce. Tell me she was a lovely person. She was very lovely and also very driven. And it was inspiring to be around um, a person that is to see why her career is that way because she works hard. The times, um, the first time um, I got to work with her, my good friend who I went to high school with and we were ended up in an um, early company together, Anthony Burrell came to me and it's always in the commercial world as they call it. It's always kind of like the last minute where they have an idea and they call their friends who they have. Mm -hmm. um, and she wanted to redo the Halo music video. Okay. At our season at City Center, this was on, we had um, I think eight shows a week and um, he came to us, <laughs> came to me and said, hey, Abdur, um, B just called me. She said they want to redo the video. We are going to shoot it on Monday. On, on, we're going to rehearse on Monday and shoot it on Tuesday. And on Sunday, you have two shows. You have 3 o'clock and 
So we need to come up with whatever it's going to be, get Olivia. She needs a woman to demonstrate the movements. Mm -hmm. And um, so we did our matinee, a hard matinee show. As you know, you've been to the early shows. Right. In between shows, we went up to the studio at City Center, did the whole song. Of course, choreographed the whole song because you have to have Just In Case. And then we had to dance Memoria that night. Oh. And he did the, yes, he did the, <laughs> like the second guy. And I did the purple sash, the guy who was, so it was like a cardio night, but we were on such a, like, just a buzz, right? connecting and dancing from the matinee in between shows and um, then the evening show. <laughs> and then the next day, we got to rehearse with her at the Ailey studio. Um, and that was from 11 to 8 p.m. with um, wow. 11 to 8 p.m. on our day off, because Monday's your day off. Um, right one five minute break <laughs> because what? yeah because i'm the same way like even when i'm teaching it's like okay i guess i have to give them a water break now because i just want to keep going because you're on this rush yeah no it's true yeah so that was really good to see like she would not stop until she felt like because the shoot was on tuesday and the call time was 6 a.m so, so this was this for you to put it together so that the next day you could go in at 6 a.m to do the shoot Yes. Yes. And, and obviously it all worked out. And it and she was so accommodating because, of course, the call time was at 6 a.m. And we had a 12 p.m. rehearsal. Whoa. So it's just like that. Me, wow. Anthony and Olivia had a 12 p.m. rehearsal. She, she was like, OK, we need to get this dance section out. We need to do it again and again and again. And um, and and it was really beautiful. And Jeffrey Holder came. Oh, wow. It was at a beautiful, great condo um, in Soho. Mm -hmm. But that experience and, you know, you had to drill it. And she's like, okay, I'm, I need to do it again. I need to do it again. I need to do it again. Wow. That's me. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. So that was really the connection that I really liked. And in the Super Bowl, you know, all of the different choreographers that she worked with, a friend of mine, Ebony Williams, who's a, um, a dancer with her. Um, she was in Cedar Lake. Yeah, I was going to say, I know that name. Yes, because I used to teach for Cedar, Cedar Lake as well. Yeah. Wow. Hey, Abdur, they're looking for, you know, pitches for sections. And uh -huh. um, so come, you can use me as a dancer. That was a dream come true to use her. Beautiful girl. Yes. So we worked it out on the floor and it was different people in the room working different stuff out. And then it gravitated to her. So that would, that happened for that for Crazy in Love. And I did a little bit of single ladies, like a little Fosse yeah. Oh, 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 <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is amazing. And and what year was that? Because um, it was the Super Bowl of... It was 2013. That was 2013. That same year. So so where were we in there? This, this was, uh, you came to us for, it was a spring show. And did you come in the fall and then come back in the spring for the shows? Is that what it was? Because, let me see. I know, well, it's hard to remember. Maybe the Super Bowl is of 2018. I'm not really into football. Maybe. I was going to say, I think, yeah, you. this was after. Yes. Yeah. So we were speaking in 2012. It may have aired in 2012, the Super Bowl. I don't know what season it plays. And then I came in 2013, in like January. Right, right. Okay, wow. So that was a, a well, we have a completely different company, you know, as as we've been evolving and we were kicked out of our building. You remember all this, right? 
And now we're in this amazing new palace that I can't wait for you to see. Um, so along the way, we've had, you know, dancers come and go and uh, eventually we're stabilizing. We've got the most stable and well-functioning organization since I'm here, going into my 12th season. Can you believe it? <laughs> when so, I was saying that to me, I said, you know, what I always admire and appreciate about you is that you are like a genuine person, but you all always are forward thinking, you know, and you drove me to the site of the construction. You said, and this is where the building's going to be a man. And you were just selling it to me. And I was like, that's amazing. And look where you're sitting now. Right. Exactly. The lake and the, the lake is right out the window here. You know, Yes, I heard on the podcast, it's like, yes, and he has the view out at the lake for inspiration. <laughs> so, <laughs> because Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's been a journey, and I'm really, really proud of it. And also very feel very fortunate that we actually moved in in January, so we were in for just a couple months before we had to shut back down, you know. But uh, dancers are coming back to work starting Monday next week, so... Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, I was on a call earlier with uh, Kevin McKenzie, Julie Kent, and Susan Jaffe, mm -hmm. literally an hour ago. And, uh, you know, comparing notes, because did you know Susan Jaffe is now the director of Pittsburgh Valley Theater? Pennsylvania, right? Yes. Yes, Pennsylvania. Yes, yeah, she, she, just, she just got that. And Julie's in Washington, and Kevin, of course, is ABT. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're very fortunate here because... Um, we're, we're able to do stuff that uh, other places aren't. So I'm counting my, my blessings. So um, okay, let's go back a little bit further and then talk about how you got started. What made you take those first ballet or dance classes? How, just talk a little bit about that. And then when you knew you were bitten by the bug that was gonna make you commit to this art form. Yes, um, my mother always told me that she loved to dance and so in the kitchen, in my house, he would be teaching me all of like, you know, the jerk and the cha-cha-cha and all those things in the slop. And we would just dance in the kitchen and then- um, And where was this kitchen? Where did, where did, where? In West Philadelphia, in the, you know, oh. in the hood. In the oh, hood. okay. <laughs> but it was so beautiful that, you know, it's a passion that translated from her to me. And mm -hmm. she, she tells me that, she said, if I'm able to, I'm going to make sure that if my child want to dance, me and my children want to dance, that I'm going to have them dance. But before that, before I really got into training, um, we had an after school program and, you know, in the ghetto. And back in the day, you know, dancing wasn't really a cool thing because of the stigmatism that came with it, tights and ballet and all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, came around. In, in school and they said, does anybody want to join an African dance troupe that we're going to do after school? And I was so, sh so shy and so chubby. I had like a nice tummy. What? Yeah. Um, no way. I can't even visualize it. Yeah. So I had that and, um, and I was so shy. And the other thing, the reason why I was shy, because I um, spoke Arabic for around eight years. Oh. I didn't feel comfortable speaking English. So when they went- So was that your first language? Yes, that would, that would be like around like the first thing that I spoke when I was in the Muslim community growing up. Whoa, okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so they asked who wanna dance for this African dance troupe after school and somehow my hand was raised. 
and <laughs> everything cleared out. Nobody laughed. Nobody was like, ha, ha, ha. It wasn't any of that. So I just, you know, would do that. We would do like block parties and everything. And, um, and that was fun. And then um, a performing arts after school program called the New Freedom Theater in North Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. um, we had two, um, two um, students on my block. They were twins and they were like the star of that after school program. And then my mother um, heard about it from them and she asked me, do you want to audition? And I trained there in musical theater and, you know, jazz. And, and what age was this again? Um, so that was um, nine and 10. I started okay. nine and 10. I went to the New Freedom Theater. And all of these are like imprinted memories for some reason, because they were the best time ever. Right. Um, the only male dancer in the dance school. Um, <laughs> and, and did you know, did, was that when, during that time you knew, or did you have to make a decision? This is what I want to do. Talk, just talk a little bit about that whole process. Uh, no, because there you had to study dancing, acting, and singing. So, mm -hmm. and, and we would do musicals, and then we would have dance concerts. And then I think around the age of like 12, I got hooked, and I fell in love with just moving and expressing my body and just feeling free and like larger than life. So that's when I was like, I don't know about musicals because musical to me was just very like, you know, very happy right. <laughs> or in me that I wanted to express. Um, and I found connecting to that through dance like around the age of 12. And then from there, I, I trained at Philodenko. They said, well, I think you need to go on and go further your training. So I trained at Philodenko, was on scholarship with there from Joan Myers Brown. Uh -huh. And then, um, after that, you know, attending performing arts high school, and um, and where in in New York, Philadelphia. Oh, okay, Philadelphia. That's another side story, but it's a great story to make adore who I am. But the beautiful part about that is that um, meeting people who always I've always had dance angels, dance mothers like Joan Myers Brown, Patricia Scott Hobbs, my mother, my grandmother, and then I met um, who is my god sister Hope Boykin. Ooh. Oh, I didn't know. Wow. <gasps> I got to get her on. I, I'm going to make a note of that. I got to reach out to her. Yeah. Does she know that you're doing this? No, because I just, I've taught my first class this morning in London for Rambert Home Studio at 8 a.m. Uh -huh. oh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. So, um, so, um, so she, you know, we connected. She always like, you know, help me with understanding how to move my body, work on my feet, work on my strat, you know, <laughs> those kind of things. And then um, within that, I, you know, at Danko, you study modern ballet. And, um, and then um, she introduced you to Matthew Russian and he said, wow, I'm going to give the clean, beautiful version of this. But okay. you know, actually, this is, it's, it's funny because I even tell him this and he doesn't remember this. He said, wow. I just came back from, they had a, a dance camp called Pennsylvania Governor School. And I know each region had that in each of their states. It's not right. anymore because the government was funding like a dance camp for um, different people to go to dance, act, art, um, photography. Um, and I came back because the food was so good there. <laughs> <laughs> took cookies to my room and I was dancing, but my body was changing and it wasn't ready to like, ingest all of that <laughs> cookies. But he saw me, he said, you are a special dancer. You might need to, you know, 
trim some of that off. <laughs> this was Matthew. <laughs> he told me, he said, you're going to have to trim that off if you want to compete and go far in this. And also, you should apply to Juilliard. Okay. I was wondering how you got there. Yeah. Okay. And so you've known Matthew all these years. Since I was about 15, 14, 15. My gosh. Because I, I just emailed him and uh, Chaya, actually. They're going to both do after uh in a couple of weeks we're going to schedule them both to do not at the same time but because you know he's in chaya's position now and oh, it's a small world i had no idea that you guys know each other and then so he encouraged you to go to juilliard and i don't know if we're skipping part of your story but just continue i'm fascinated this is this is the beautiful part like he was like you know you're you have something special trim some of that off if you want to compete <laughs> but right. you should apply to juilliard um and um and so, um, you know, back then there was no internet. There was, and there may be a poster on it, like the, the bulletin board at the dance school, but it wasn't, you know, the, the place that you would go to was, you know, Philodenko and then University of Arts and then, you know, figure it out. So I researched it. I don't remember, but they had a, a sleepaway camp kind of trying to introduce um, more diverse students because mm -hmm. Juilliard had a reputation for being, reputation for being Juilliard. So right. At like sleepaway camp, we stayed there for, like maybe two nights, three days, mm -hmm. and I was hooked. You took class, you watched performance, and I watched the performance, and I said, "I'm going here." Mm -hmm. And I said, "I'm going here." Then they did. The, we had the audition. You submit for the audition. Mm -hmm. I was in that audition dancing like you need to pick me. I don't know who else is in here. And <laughs> Benjamin Harkarby, you know. Um, oh right. Um, so I, I was so glad to be there with him because he always, he's a person who just saw the best and the light in people. Yeah, he was a good guy. Then you also must have the training. <laughs> then right. The training. So, um, right. so that's what um, was great about that experience. And then after that, um, I um, auditioned for the Ailey Company, didn't get it. So um, I, I did um, Ailey 2 for one year. And... I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did because, man, the first performance that we did, I couldn't even make it through the whole show because you're in every piece. Right. But it's only it's only um, six men and six women, so you're in every piece. Right. And um, and then then after that, I said, I don't, I'm not sure about this. I it didn't resonate with me. Mm -hmm. I, I made a decision. I said I'm not going to do a second year because most people do two years. I said I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> But um, I said, I'm not going to come back the next year. And the night before, always before big audition, you always have a tour where you get in really late, 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> that happened with that. And I was on the phone with my, one of my, another dance mother, um, Deborah Chase Hicks, who used to be in the Ailey Company, um, who taught me at Freedom Theater, who really, really actually made me appreciate you can just move around and she would give me notes like detailed notes. You know, she um, gave me videos of like Martha Graham company, Graham Baird. Right. Ironically, right. I was ballet Graham Baird videos, VHS and the early company videos. Interesting. Rewind, watch it over and over and over again. But I talked to her the night before I said, well, I'm not, I'm going to the audition tomorrow and I'm a dance like a <laughs> person in <laughs> Um, and then, um, who was I telling this story? I don't remember I was telling this story, but you know, 
I was watching videos of you recently too, and I was like, what resonated from me watching you was your stature and your composure, then your, how you articulated through your size and your, you know, your blessed. I'm only five, nine ish, you know, in dancer term. Uh-huh. And, um, and, you know, typically in the dance world, it's always they, the taller people get to get picked, you know? So I was in there. I mean, I was dancing. I was dancing. We did episodes. We did um, um, episodes by Ulysses Dove. We did um, Chocolate Session by Dwight. I mean, I was going for it. And all the other guys, I think it was three to four guys that got picked with me. Uh, they did a height thing. Come here, Abdul. Uh oh. <laughs> to this dancer. And I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, you're standing up tall. <laughs> and this is a beautiful thing that I think is important to share. Like, um, Judith Jameson leaned over and every, everybody waiting, huffing and puffing. What's going on? Did I get it? Heart pounding. She said, do not react, but you just got the job. She said, do not react? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why? Why, do you, why would she say such a thing? Well, because, you know, there's a system of how you tell dancers, you know, you, you kind of, um, you know, running different auditions, you line everybody up. Okay, thank you. No, maybe so. And then ironically, there's however many people left. And that's how you figure out that you have the job. Oh, okay. Whispered in my ear before they did the lineup. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, my composure. Oh, <laughs> height test, you know, and you know, the height thing. You know, because I had to stand next to a dancer and, and he was, you know, maybe two inches taller than me. Right. And I'm like, oh, and then to make up her mind with what I had to share and what was meant to be like, OK, he did. He did what he did, needed to do in this audition. So so that's I always remember that was a, such an amazing story. Wow. So so Judith Jameson whispers in your ear that you got the job, but don't you dare react right now until you get the actual in front of everybody news, right? So, so when, you, when you got the news, what was your reaction? Very reserved, thank you so kindly, right? I know you. <laughs> <laughs> By that point, I'm, I see it like yesterday, you know, you're like, and I mean, I'm dancing next to like giants like you in the audition, you know, and they're weaning out all of the people my height. And I'm just like dancing and dancing, so then, after all of that, like, did I do enough? Then I got to do the height test. <laughs> right. right. Then, whatever the universe wanted that to be, I passed that. So I was like frozen when she said that, like, uh, okay. And processing it because it's like, okay, this is really happening. Right. What I always felt like as an artist and a dancer is that I want people to connect to the story that lives within me that speaks to other people and how that we can have that conversation without words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happened in that moment. Yeah, and, and I know because I did teach, I was very fortunate to, I still do whenever I can. Actually, the Ailey Company came through town last year mm-hmm. and I taught company class and it's a whole new crop of people. But I remember being in there with you and the company uh, many times and you do, you do that extra work so that you have command of your physicality and your steps so that you can throw them away and then your expression becomes something else and it's not the steps. Mm-hmm. That's called being an artist, you know? Yeah. And that's you. So 
I'm, I'm thrilled to hear this. So, so you get into Ailey, you dance for 10 years. Talk about that. What were the highlights? What was your favorite repertoire? Just anything that comes to mind. So ironically, um, so then, so I got the job. This, this is like, this is a movie. It's going to be a movie or something or a book. So I get the job. We go back on tour with Ailey 2. We perform um, with Ailey 2. You have to learn, and I'm glad I had that performing in, um, in gymnasium, performing in, you know, how when, you, when you're a second company. Yeah, yeah. Robert Battle piece in a gym, and Robert Battle always have what we call those Juilliard jumps and drop to the floor. Right. <laughs> gymnasium, and I jumped up, had knee pads on, to jump up and roll through your foot and land on your shin mm-hmm. and I banged and bust my bursa oh jeez so um but i was not stopping my knees were swelling up the doctors were draining it dr rose were draining my knee uh-huh. um, and i was doing the rest of the tour with the ace bandage on you know doing all of the wade in the water everything oh <laughs> wow so I think I had like maybe three weeks before, maybe more than that. I don't remember the exact time. And maybe it was more than that. And um, Dr. Rose was like, I need to remove it. So you need to have surgery. And then I had like maybe two weeks before rehearsal started with the first company. So, um, so wow. I had surgery rested for however long it needed to. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even bend my knee, but I was in class, hopping around, learning to rep wow. with stitches in my knee. So that was my first thing. And it, the work I must have been doing must have like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was like, I can't, it's just embarrassing. Like hopping around, not being able to do really anything, not jumping, not turning, but this is your first year. Um, right. I had to work like super hard um, and then it eventually healed. My, the, my time there, I love because you got to see the world mm-hmm. um, through many different mm-hmm. lens and share a part of you to that world. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and what we did as a company, and I love the group of dancers that were in the company with me. I know, I know. You're going to have to put me in touch with Renee Robinson too, because I think that she needs to do a bar talk with yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll remember to send you a, a reminder email after this. So, but yeah, what a great group. Um, Olivia, your wife, were you married then? Uh, we, um, we got married in 2009. Uh-huh. Started dating like 2000, late 2001 for nine years, and then said, "Okay, I think it's time to get married." Because we- <laughs> um, yeah, and Matthew was there. Renee, I'm trying to remember some of them. Um, I was in there with Swan. I was in there with you know, like great people like that. Um, yeah. Smallwood, um, oh, yeah. Bozeman, like all. It was like Kirvin was Kirvin in there was in there like um he may have joined like maybe my fourth or fifth year right okay maybe 2004 yeah like being around people that i had to look up to to understand like i would sit and watch when you're in like one or two pieces you sit backstage and you watch you see the the you know the temperament and just how to perform because i was used to performing three pieces and sometimes you just come out for you know maybe 10 minutes, you know, or you're learning parts and you're learning how to dance on a rake stage and you're learning like all those different things and touring and um, being responsible, really touring internationally and being responsible for your body. And, but I learned so much and even um, they just showed beyond the steps on the, um, like the early, like they've been showing pieces. Right. It was 
like the documentary about love stories and I watched it and I just was like remembering how even I had fun on stage at like Glenn Allen Sims and Matthew and like different people like we would be really having a good time yeah is on stage so that's one of my greatest like memories of being there like it yeah was, and we all it, it really was for me a family like a, a brotherhood especially with them and then when you know um as it went on you know then this was really interesting as it went on i started to do second cast matthew rushing's role which was like wait a minute wait a minute and it was nerve-wracking i'm sure but I didn't look at it like, I was just like, okay, you, you got to do, I had to do like Golden Section, um, uh, Twilight Tharp, uh-huh. his track, oh my Lord, you know, <laughs> from that and like different pieces I was um, understudying and doing him second cast. So that's one uh. of the greatest memory because that was like the first time I saw him dance was in Philadelphia when the early company came to Philadelphia. And he did a piece, he did Winter in Lisbon by Billy Wilson. Uh-huh. And in my mind, I grew up, I listened to the podcast. I listened to several of them, but I listened to the one of Desmond because I, you know, watched, watched him on, you know, my VCR slow motion, doing slow motion, still watching all of his transitions right. to see how he does what he does. But Desmond wasn't performing. And I was like, and I've never seen the early company. This is like in the maybe 95. And Matthew, and he did the track that um, Desmond did, and Matthew came out on stage, and I was like, what in the world is that? Right. Him yet. I didn't meet him yet. So then when I met him and he encouraged me to go to Juilliard, it was like, okay, that's where I should go? <laughs> I'll go wherever you tell me. <laughs> yeah. Like, explosive. And then to see that, you know, up close and personal with this, yeah. you know, and on top of that, knowing him him and I knowing each other for a long time. <laughs> and another one of the most lovely human being you could ever, you know, it's so nice to have that kind of a package with that kind of talent and that, you know, it to, to for it to be um, packaged in a person like that is so beautiful, you know? Yeah, and I think the greatest beautiful thing about his influence and um, representation in my life, like I'm like, I'm calm and reserved, but I'm a free spirit. And Matthew always is like, is that the best choice, Abdur? <laughs> he was okay. Like, that's the best choice, Abdur. I know that's not like, you know, think about it. You know, well, you to be you, but then it, you have to think about it. That's the best choice, you know, so. So was that the best choice for a, a path to take? Or is he talking about your actual, was that like a coaching phrase? Because I'm listening to that going. Yeah. Because I'm going to use that in um, in the studio. I have, wow, is that the best choice you can make about how to do that? And that's and that's so that's so. I mean, like you know, I I got the, the opportunity to live with him when I when I moved when I graduated from Juilliard, and you know, it's like where do you go in the world? He's like, yeah, you can stay with me because I you know I have a spare bedroom, like that kind of thing. And is is that the best choice when Matthew Hope and I we co-choreographed a piece on the Ailey Company, <laughs> and I'm like, it was you know um, we got like you had to submit to Judith Jamison dancers to see if she wanted to pick each dancer or a, a group of people to choreograph. So you have me, the young the young guy, <laughs> right? To do that, and Matthew is very like reserved. Yep. 
just he emanates you know he he just exudes like just power and control yeah we have hope who is she is just like you have to do it we have to do it so um but we all grew up with each other so a lot of times when i was giving like ideas he's like i'm with you abdur but it's not falling in the line of what this piece is you know and he's like i hear it but you have to realize that there's a reason how you get to things that just can't just go out and just be done just because it can be done so wow fantastic my goodness so um god such amazing people to work with and absorb from right most most definitely and I, even to this day when i was in Ailey came to the Ailey company came to london this past last september 2019 and mm -hmm. he sat down I, you know he get ah yes um he would always get me tickets to see the show yeah when I was at Juilliard, you know, I would have to call. I don't know how we coordinated because there was no cell phone, but he said, I know, right? <laughs> Get me a ticket and I would just sit with my jaw on the floor. Yeah. He got me tickets to see them in London and we sat down and catch up because me working as a rehearsal director, it's like, that's the perfect fit for you, Abdur, because you have that eye and then you also have that encouraging mindset. Too. Yes, yes, exactly. So that was really, really cool. And um, him that was just last year. That was just I just got back like uh, almost a month ago. So he was already moved into associate artistic director position. Just the I can't right. remember when I can't remember because that was September and I don't I'm not sure when they made the announcement. Uh huh. No, he already did know because that was a part of our sit down. Oh, OK. If I sit down conversation because you know he was asking me about where I am, right. and ironically he's transitioning into that same right. place from social director to somebody who has to lead and be right. you know part of the vision. Right, so, right. So well deserved and and so so completely prepared, you know all that everything he did leading up to that was like setting him up for that. So it was a perfect transition, you know. I think and I can't wait to chat with him about that. So somewhere along the way, you made your Broadway debut. Um, what was it called? Um, Doctor. Soul Doctor. Choreographed by Benoit Swan Fouffer. That's right. That's right. Um, and yeah, that's another. That's, I have the Angel Mothers, and then I have my Angel Brothers. Mm -hmm. um, Benoit Swan and Matthew Russian, you, you know, Devin Carney, like people like that who see Abdur and right. Okay, there's. It's a unique human being, and it's a unique talent, and it's, it, it, it everything about you is is you, and there's only one you. It's really fantastic. You know, it's great. It's yes, thank you. I, kudos to you for continuing to develop that individuality along the way, because you see sometimes people start to, you know, get influenced this way and that way, but you seem you continue to grow. Mm -hmm. And you continue to remain who you are. It's really lovely to see that. Well, I, it's all because of the support and trust from everybody, such mm -hmm. as you. Um, mm -hmm. So it's always a wonderful story when I have these auditions. So when you transition from concert dance to Broadway. Okay, so wait, define that. <laughs> I know, I was talking with Julio Boco recently, and he talked about his experience of, of doing the Broadway show uh, and how, how completely different the energy was just in terms of going to class in the morning, right? So, so anyway, continue. So, um, 
So, um, you know, you go to 500 auditions, you know, and it's kind of like the irony when you have to do the height test, you know, it's, you don't know what it is. It's just like, oh, thank you. You just don't know. Didn't you get shoes with big heels on them or something? <laughs> yeah, like, you just don't know. So I went to many, many, many auditions. Um, yeah. And then, um, you know, you look and after a while I was calling them performances. Like I'm going to this performance, I'm going to dance. And what I got get out of it is what I get out of it. If right. it's not meant to be, then it's not meant to be. Right. So I posted about this show called Soul Doctor. Um, and, um, and there was no choreographer listed. And um, I don't know what happened. I went in there and I got cut. <laughs> And they did it off, they did it like an off-Broadway workshop version and they were taking it to Broadway and I got cut and I was like, whoa, 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 like this is, you know, Soul Doctor, you know, like I was doing it in there and then um, come to find out Benoit was choreographing it. He was like, oh, don't worry, I'll get you back in. I got back in, I had to sing. You, you got to go through everything. There's no like skipping thing. Can he sing? Can he act? okay so what he can dance so you have to be able to do all those things so i right. got to make my broadway debut working with we knew each other when benoit was in philadelphia he was 18 when he was at philadelphia and i was about 14 15. okay we go way back and even when we were in philadelphia and i was you know taking watching the company um you know we would just like hang out go to the clubs all these different things like mm -hmm. And then we, we said, one day we're going to be in the Ailey Company together. And that did happen. Wow. So, and while I was in the Ailey Company, he started pursuing his choreographic career. And he used myself and Olivia um, to, like, you know, workshop and um, explore different ideas of movement. And then I got to assist him when he got a commission to choreograph Cedar Lake when it was under a different directorship. And um, yeah, who was before he was there? I, I um, can't remember. No, it might come to me later. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but so I got to assist him with that. And then we always he always just brought me into different projects to work on assist with him. And I've been doing that for since 2011. I've been wow. doing him on numerous wow. different projects since, since 2011. And then he invited me to come to be a rehearsal director at Fran Baird. So we've done shows in Macau for Franco Dragon. I assisted him on that. Um, we did a show at, um, what is that? At the Grand Palais in Paris. I assisted him on that. That was like a dream come true. I so, can imagine, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was- Ron Bear, how, how big is Ron Bear now in terms of numbers of dancers? Uh, 16 in the- Yeah. And then it was like 12 in the second company. Um, and I, I don't know the company that well, but their, their progression in terms of artistic identity and repertoire has, has, has really evolved, right? I mean, what, what it's doing right now is very different. What was its early reputation based on in terms of repertoire? <sighs> that's, that, that's a great question. Like when I looked, when I was studying the Ballet Rambert, video that my dance teacher gave me in like the 90s and right. be there then it really started to just become like i i don't have a word on it because i always just try to have an open mind about stuff right I have a word about it but now it has a message a direct message that's about forward thinking 
and it also is about you know inclusion and challenging the audience right so so maybe along the way it, it got established with a very specific um, identity and then as it, it it progressed in search of it it kind of didn't get lost but it just kept searching searching and I feel like now it has found a new place to develop yet another aspect of their identity is that a good way of putting it that is perfect that like that makes sense of because that's what's happening um and but is evolving now with everything that's going on in the world the shift well, you know aren't we all sink or swim or let's you know make lemonade call it what you want but it is forcing people to reassess right yes that's perfect yes so, mm -hmm. so and i love the direction the um it's diversity in the company that's never really been there before and not only in the company but in the office and the artistic team yeah and because it has to represent what the world is you yeah know? absolutely he was able to do that with cedar lake for 10 years like made it from where people was like i'm not sure to cedar lake i want to be there so, i know yeah that was that was it. It was a shame that that company um, had to fold because there was a lot of talent in that company, you know? Yeah. It was another company I really enjoyed teaching company class for, you know? Yeah. So um, so speaking of um, being forced to reassess and everything, <clears throat> we are in a pandemic. And it's, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's a reality. Mm -hmm. And I asked this question of pretty much everybody that I've had on the Bar Talk um, to comment on the idea because we hear about essential and non-essential when it comes to right you know where i'm going to go with this <clears throat> and so i i just want you to you know the arts being considered non-essential i mean i get it you know we need food we need hospitals and hospital workers and and i'm not diminishing any of that but for the arts to be thrown into the category, and it's not just during a pandemic, it's whenever there's an issue. Right. First thing to be thrown out is the art. So, so just, I'd love to hear your thoughts about it being considered non-essential. Um, as this time for me has been like a moment to really go within and see what it is and why I'm doing things. Mm -hmm. and and I'm starting to be inspired because I've been just working, 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 get this project choreographed, deadlines, got to get these dancers, do this. And I was doing it, I was enjoying it, but then what was I, what was I truly gaining and growing from? And one of the things from my perspective is because art isn't something that's tangible. Dance isn't something like a phone, like a food. So to me that's from my experience that's why it's the easiest thing and what's good about right now is that we've been able to like make it digital and virtual and people are doing apps and everything like that right i think that's why because you can't hold it you can't drive it you know you can't wear it it's something you feel right and um and to me that's my experience of why we're in the arts the the, the you know the payment the funding everything isn't as um as ambitious as it as it should be right hold it so that's the reason why it's a it's what they considered it to be and with you can't package you know your passion in a bottle so it's good point 
a very good point. Yeah, that's that's I'm a learn. fantastic way to um, look at it. So speaking of digital, um, were you able to see any of our um, dance accelerator that we did this sort of choreography competition on Zoom? No, because of the time difference, I just got back. And I oh, the evening. Okay. What time was it at? Because I remember seeing it. Because I feel like I. Do you remember? I'm, I'm quizzing you. Yeah, no, I'm trying to remember. Wait, when, when was it actually? Um, what Maybe when we get to the end, um, uh, uh, Meredith will be able to remind us. But anyway, my point is, we are going to be, um, it was at 7 p.m. on which day of the, I, I don't know. Meredith, can you? <laughs> it was Friday. Here we go. Um, 7 p.m. on a Friday. Um, and uh, hold on, she says, hold on. <laughs> I love this. Anyway, um, the point is we have announced the BART um, Dance Accelerator 2, and we're going to do it in November. So I don't know if that's anything that you would be interested in participating in as a choreographer. So, because yeah. certainly if you would want to do that, we would love for you to, to consider it. So, invitation. Okay, we will um, follow up after this. This is fantastic. Um, I just, we're gonna have to do a part two with Abdur because, you know, I think we just barely touched the tip of this great iceberg. That's not even the right word, but um, this, this great um, ball of energy that is Abdur. And um, I'm so glad to see you looking so amazingly well. You look like you're in your best shape ever. Thank you. I well, I'm never satisfied. I am never seen right. this like, you know, and especially now because you have to post or like do pictures and you have to go through your archives and you're like, oh, I was doing okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the dancer mentality um, thing. It's like when you're in a moment, you just, uh, and I'm and and when I'm teaching, I'm I'm encouraging people to like love where they are, but always work to be better than where you are in the moment. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's true, and that's why I encourage the dancers. You know, enjoy it now, enjoy <laughs> it now. You know, because, you know, Abdur, I'm going to turn sixty in February, and um, oh, you know, and I'm I'm going to stay in shape because I am going back on stage in March um, to do the calling. Uh, by Jessica Lang, and and actually, you know what? I, it, that it, that that phrase, "use it or lose it," it's so 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 true. So I'm really grateful that I have this opportunity, and I come in every morning. We have this brand new palatial building. I have a huge studio all to myself for an hour every morning. I work out. I'm 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 very very fortunate. So, is there anything? else that you want to add um, before we wrap this up just for this time and then we will have to do a part two for sure so um but genuinely you know when you hear these programming people finish with thank yous it really for me like the opportunity because you were the first ballet company that i got to choreograph one and your trust in me and then after that i did kansas city ballet kansas city ballet and like commercial more commercial stuff but you're the first ballet company, but just always your support, even when I was choreographing and you were living in New York and your honest right. <clears throat> feedback and support, I really thank you for that. And when I came down to Orlando, we would just be talking and laughing and talking. I know. And I know. 
when 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 you have a kind person such as you and I, I remember like watching you dance on video and I was mesmerized and then when we um said um we were looking for teachers for the Ellie company and I was on the class committee and Matthew Weston and I was like and we said Robert Hill and he was like oh yeah when you came in I was like okay it's on it's on. <laughs> so wait, now that's that's interesting. I wanted to know how did I get selected because I was still performing as a principal dancer with American Valley Theater, and I get this invitation, and suddenly I'm teaching company class for the Alvin Ailey Company, and I don't recall how that happened, but you do know. It was Matthew and I because we were on a class committee, and when I was at Juilliard, we got free tickets to see ABT. So that's how when I saw you dance on video and in, in person, it was it was even better. Just. If, I can't even do it, but just that, and then to see that when you came and just, you didn't teach a ballet class, you taught a class for, for to better the people in the room. Right. You, you didn't just come, okay, we're just doing this, and that connected me, and you'd be like, nope, that's not the double tour, nope, you're leading, nope, nope, and I would not give up. And then no, you wouldn't. <laughs> double tour to the right to save my life, because I'm a lefty. <laughs> And you push through, uh, but just that you lead with your heart, you know, and then yeah. just to be able to converse with you is like, that's what I'm thankful for. And also thank you for my mother, my wife, Olivia Bowman Jackson, all of the people whose shoulders that I stand on, you yeah, know, yeah. this is long, Domize Brown, Patricia Scott Hobbs, um, and, you know, Judith Jamison. It, you know, it's, it's a long list, but I think that's important because mm -hmm. I wouldn't be here if people... <laughs> I was not the regular person. I was shy, and then I found expression, and I'm like, I need to express myself. And people are like, okay, express yourself. And I really appreciate for people allowing me to be Abdur. So that is my thank you to you and everyone um, who has allowed that for me. It's called gratitude, and I think it's really great. I encourage all of my dancers, gratitude, be grateful for the people who help you along the way right yes yeah so on that note i wish i could give you the hugest hug but i'll give you a virtual one yes yeah.